0: What's next for Tellurian, October 5th, 2022? Tellurian CEO Sharif Suki is one of the more colorful executives in the energy sector. In his book, The Frackers, Wall Street Journal journalist Greg Zuckerman memorably chronicles his career from a shaggy-haired Lebanese immigrant who spent seven years in Aspen, where he skied and bombed around, to founding Chenier today's leading exporter of U.S. liquefied natural gas, or LNG. In 2016, Suki founded Tellurium, planning to develop a greenfield LNG export terminal, Driftwood. It was to be the next chenere. He assembled a team of former colleagues and set about designing the facility and signing contracts for construction and LNG shipments. Rounding up enough customers who will commit to long-term sale and purchase agreements, or SPAs, Is necessary to obtain financing and reach final investment decision, FID. It's how all these projects progress. There's no alternate use for an LNG facility, so 20-year contracts are the norm. Today, Suki's weekly videos draw several thousand views on YouTube. Sycophantic comments are posted by true believers. It always seemed Tellurian was one SPA away from FID on Driftwood, Suki is the rare CEO who offers a regular public perspective on his business. In a recent video, Suki conceded to tactical errors, which explained Tellurian's slumping stock price. Convinced that the spread between foreign natural gas benchmarks and the US represents a long-term profit opportunity, Tellurian sought to retain the price risk in the SBAs they negotiated. Chenier and most other exporters charge a liquefaction fee, and seek to avoid exposure to commodity prices. This creates more stable, visible cash flows, which lowers their cost of capital. As Chenier has shown, they still retain price risk on some contracts, which has allowed them to raise their EBITDA guidance three times this year. Tellurian's approach offers more upside if differentials remain wide, but the higher risk profile has made investors wary. Large pricing discrepancies have a way of self-correcting. The U.S. is likely to attract manufacturing from Europe because of our cheaper energy, which may push domestic natural gas prices higher and European ones lower. In August 2021, Tellurian raised $100 million in a secondary offering at $3 a share, a 25% discount to the prevailing price. Later that year, they paid $8 million in cash incentive compensation to senior executives. Once again, betraying his risk appetite, Suki publicly contemplated using the balance of the proceeds to help acquire an upstream natural gas E&P company. Although this type of vertical integration made sense with their desire to retain natural gas price risk, Tellurian should have been positioning itself as the seller, not buyer, in such a transaction. Since then, Tellurian has visibly struggled to obtain the financing necessary to build driftwood, Russia's invasion of Ukraine provided a boost to the U.S. LNG sector, and Suki must have salivated at the huge prices European buyers have paid for LNG shipments. In March, Tellurian announced construction of driftwood had begun in an attempt to create a sense of inevitability around their plans and draw investors in. Falling stock and bond markets have reduced risk appetites. Last month, Tellurian pulled a bond offering presumably because the yield investors required was too high. In his recent video, Suki acknowledged that retaining price exposure to natural gas had been a mistake. They recently let two SBAs lapse. There is no longer any clear time frame for FID on driftwood. Suki is used to adversity. Chenier was originally planning to import LNG to compensate for falling domestic production. The Shell revolution turned this calculus upside down. Suki pivoted to developing an export business, a non-trivial change since regasifying LNG imports uses very different equipment than chilling natural gas and loading it onto LNG tankers. In spite of this success, in 2015 Suki was forced out of Shinya by Carl Icahn, who objected to excessive compensation and Suki's desire to create a marketing arm to trade natural gas. He soon founded Tellurian. Last year, Suki received total compensation of over $20 million, according to Tellurian's proxy statement. Even Kinder Morgan, not known for a parsimonious philosophy towards its senior executives, restrained themselves to $18 million for CEO Steve Keen. There aren't many analogous LNG startup companies. Next decade is the only true comparable. So Tellurian's list of peers for compensation consists of profitable companies whose operations are generating positive cash flow, not something Tellurian can currently boast. Next Decade is included in Tellurian's peer group and paid its CEO, Matthew Schatzman, $9.2 million last year. Even Shania's CEO, Jack Fusco, was paid less than Suki last year at just over $18 million. Sharif Suki's problem, identified by Carl Icahn back in 2015 when he was on Shania's board of directors, is that he likes pay for performance in advance. Stock prices for Tellurian and Next Decade were approximately tracking each other through Russia's invasion in February, which boosted both. But in recent months, Tellurian has slumped as investors tired of the promised financing to reach FID on Driftwood. Meanwhile, next decade is pushed ahead with signing SPAs, and we think they will reach FID on two, possibly three trains to deliver LNG to awaiting tankers by the end of this year. Of the two, next decade now seems much more likely to execute their plan. Suki offered his mayor culpa on YouTube, which was forthright of him, even if he didn't offer to return some of his already advanced performance-based compensation. The lesson here is that investing alongside Sharif Suki may work out. It did at Shania. but it always works out for Suki. Expect to see repriced stock option awards as a necessary step to keep him motivated. Whatever comes next for Telluria, we think next decade is a better run company.